Let's welcome everybody in for our national hour on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour, Real Kipper and Bourne, brought to you by Bet365. Before we welcome in our next guest, Chris Terrian, former Flyer defenseman, Snow the Goalie, a Flyer podcast. He, of course, was covering the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers, game that was won by the Flyers in a shootout. Uh, thought we'd just spend a couple of minutes kind of recapping this crazy week mm. in Flyerland where we saw a significant trade by the Philadelphia Flyers in Anaheim when the Flyers sent their top prospect, Cutter Goche, to Anaheim for Jamie Drysdale and a second-round pick. And where it kind of got crazy was the backlash after word got out that he didn't want to be a Philadelphia Flyer. Not at all. And, I don't know, it kind of seemed a little quiet the other day, or at least it looked like everybody was ready to move on. And then our favorite soundbite, John Tortorella. Well, should we lay out why he, like with the Hayes thing? Like, if everybody doesn't know, I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you know. But, like, there was... Anthony, what's his, the last name? San Filippo. San Filippo alluded to in a in a blog that Kevin Hayes and Cutter Gauthier are friends, and he alluded to the fact that maybe some sources told him that he influenced him that he wouldn't want to play for Torts or he wouldn't want to go to Philly right. or whatever. So he kind of influenced him. So that was kind of what led to what happened last night. Which is for me, being in this world of constantly talking to people not only as a broadcaster today, but as a player. Mm-hmm. That's all everybody ever did. And I'm not suggesting, like, I know anything about this Kevin Hayes story. Yeah. But it was, it's never uncommon for somebody to sit around a bar or in the summer working out to go... Man, it really sucked for me there, and I hate that yeah. guy, and it was brutal. Just one of a thousand pieces of info you take in. But that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be brutal for you. Yeah. I, I don't get where Kevin Hayes could have that type of influence, anybody, to have that type of decision. Right. Yeah, no, I, this seems impossible to me, too. So do we have John Tortorella's uh, clip, Sammy? Uh, we have it. Would you like to hear it? Ladder rip. Let's do it. Is the is the guy here? Is there the guy here that that caused Kevin Hayes a problem? Yes. You? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Do <laughs> oh you think Kevin Hayes is going to do something like that? Any last questions? First, letting the first two by him. It, it just it pisses me off that that you guys throw that. <laughs> around and affect someone's life kevin hayes and i had a problem uh, we couldn't come to an agreement how to play that's a good man that's a good man and, and what you said is going to stay with him it'll it'll that, that's what you guys don't understand you say something and you're going to sit there and say you have the right source i call okay all right all right what do you think I, if, wow. I'm, if I'm the yeah. Philadelphia Flyers, yeah. I'm really 
would have liked my head coach to stay away from it. Yeah. But yeah. You have to Not understand who your head coach is. Gasoline on the fire. Torts is torts, right? Torts is never the Flyers or he's not the Rangers or the Blue Jackets or whatever. He's just torts. And so he had a torts moment and he torched a guy and torched it up. Well, isn't that what every single guy that's played for torts has said? Is that he's fair, he's hard to play for, uh, and, he, and he'll be forthcoming. Probably think Kevin Hayes had a stronger opinion than that one, Sammy. But, I mean, that's – I've seen – guys say that about him is what I'm getting at. I've never played for him. I don't know yeah. if it is played for him, but that like, yeah. he's going to tell you how he feels and he torts them pretty hard. Listen, I, I like torts. I, I do. There, there's parts of them I like, and then there's parts that you watch sound clips like that in a few over his career where yeah. you're going like, didn't need that. come on, John. Just... Yes, that's what I'm saying, Brooksy. But that's like what makes him him, and that's why... Brooksy, if I want to explain it to you, I would. Yeah, but... <laughs> you know, like... I also saw, and, and you kind of listen to him a little bit, and he makes it abundantly clear that there's been friction between Kevin Hayes and I. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got a feeling listening to that, that that was a wonderful opportunity to bridge some we, some, some the tough... Asian gap? Yeah, the, the bridge the... Like it's like it was an olive branch. Like I'm using this vehicle yeah. to send a message to Kevin Hayes. I love you, or yeah. I, uh, you're a good man. Yeah. And next time we see each other, hopefully, uh, you know, you, you know what I, I did for you. But or, or boy, if you're Kevin Hayes, you gotta love the man for that. Like he's taken a beat. Like you saw. Like I don't really want to bring up the details of what Kevin Hayes said. What people were telling him in his DMs was awful stuff. But like if you're him. Hearing Tort say that to an like that's got you got to love him. That helps, that. yeah. Anyways, okay, sure. let's welcome him in, Chris Terrion, who's been on the show many times and uh, never scared to share an opinion here and there. And uh, uh, good on you, Chris, for for coming on. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we've seen a lot of trades as players and now as broadcasters, but this one seemed to take a life of its own. What, what's your overall grasp of that? Because you you also have a situation where you work with Anthony, and I know he had he had led that conversation, bringing in Kevin Hayes. But you know, where 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 did this thing kind of fall off the tracks for you? Well, I think what happened was, and and if you go back to the game, Kipper, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. By the way, the game starts, you know, and I go into the Wells Fargo Center to call hockey games, you know, to talk about the Flyers. And eight minutes into the game, uh, my group at Snow the Goalie said, oh, my God, Cutter Gauthier got traded. Like, this was – and we're like, what? Like, how did that happen? And so we went on, and again, you know, the talk at the time was about Cutter and, like, what happened? Immediately, why? What happened? What went south here that that would have happened, that a 19-year-old that's never played a shift would dictate a trade to a team like the Flyers that, you know, if you're talking about location, American City, all that stuff, I mean – Low travel, it's great. It's a great place. So then I guess somebody went around and, and went digging about, about it, and I think there's a lot of emotion in the building. Uh, Anthony received some texts throughout the game, and he had, and this is a part where I could say as a former player, I don't lie, and I'll never, I don't have any reason to because I've been a player that played a long time in that league, and I've also been on the wrong side of many reporters or the wrong column, and I don't like that. So from a standpoint, I don't like any pile on, but the information that Anthony had, I saw it. 
And so did the two other people. And for the first time in my life, life I understood sources and methods. And unfortunately, I hate living in that world. Um, but that's what was was said to us. And again, it, it became one of this big snowball that went on and on. Ultimately, a trade was made. Uh, there was a lot of emotion after when he presented that it would, that Kevin may have involved being involved. And you know what? And I said some stuff about him that I regret. You know, I said you know some not nice things about Kevin, and I'm and I and I regret that. He's going to be he's an alumni here. He was a good guy, well liked in the locker room. Um, but again, the night was so full of emotion as to why this young 19 year old hockey phenom didn't want to come to Philadelphia. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what went down. As for the reporting, uh, I'm not a guy who scoops anybody. I don't. No one's going to text me any information. Uh, Jonesy, Danny, and, and uh, Dan Hilford did a good job keeping that under wraps because it didn't become a story. And I think that's the part that's so important is that there's no real discussion. Yeah, we're going to have to absorb 72 or 96 hours of this conversation, but after that, it ends because we're not talking about a player that doesn't want to play here. He want he's already been moved. Uh, I thought the story was dead. And, and uh, then I just heard you guys before I came on about, you know, torts last night going at Anthony, maybe somebody should have probably told torts. We're partners with the team. Um, we're, we're, we're partners. We go in there at, at the, the games. I do pregame radio and, and we do snow the goalie. Part of what we do is to make the game fun. Like, I think we want to, you know, we keep our fans light. Uh, we tell store hockey stories and by no means are we uh, a podcast or uh, an avenue that would uh, belittle or berate or take stories and make them up. I don't live in that world in my real life. I can't. Uh, and I sure would never want that to happen to me as a player. So for all these things that, that happened to Kevin, the DMs, I, I feel terrible about that. That should never happen. I condone all that. But at the same time, um, there's a story in here. And um, and I can't really go any further than than what was presented to you. And, and I think there needs to be probably a big powwow of some kind uh, in the next couple of weeks. But that's where we're at with it today. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to move on. Uh, and uh, the story has taken a life of its own. You know, and then reading today, as for the player, and I don't want to talk about him too much because he's in Anaheim. He'll probably have a great career. Uh, a multitude of things that he didn't like here. I don't know what those would have been. There's a new management team here. There's a lot of good things going on in Philadelphia. Yes, the last three years prior to this, Kipper and, and Borney, we didn't have any a lot of good things to say. Um, but there's been a clear directive and a shift sh- change for Philadelphia, and I think a lot of fans and the people in hockey are aw- awfully happy about it. I know I am. I'm thrilled to go back down to the building every night uh, and really watch a team that's played hard and. Uh, what's funny about it is John Tortorella's had a huge hand in that. Like he's done a great job this year as a coach. So, uh, yeah, I think everybody will be on each other's Christmas cards lists again uh, after last <laughs> night, and uh, that's probably a good thing for hockey. Uh, so, with this all, you know, the dust kind of settling, and then the dust gets kicked up, and then it settles, then it's kicked up, and you know, kind of over and repeat here. You know, how do Flyers fans feel today? Like, is there someone to is someone to blame? Or are they happy that they got in a nice prospect in return for a guy? You know, where is the sentiment in Philadelphia on, you know, what just happened? It's it's so the, here's the part that gets funny. Nothing unites Philadelphia <laughs> like a player in any sport that doesn't want to play here. Yeah. I mean, it is the most amazing thing to watch when you all you have to do to Philadelphia to poke the bear is say, um, I, I don't want to play there. I want to get traded because you can look at, at the, the magnificent sports runs. These teams have had the Eagles Super Bowl and 17, the Phillies great runs to the, the NLCS, you know, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch in a lot of ways. So we're thinking, I look at myself as someone who is truly blessed 
to have been in the NHL. And I know like your partner there, Nick Kiprios, we were guys that loved every second of the game that we were able to play in this league. And I never took a second of it for granted. You know, if I said the other day, if there was a team in Whitehorse in the Yukon, I would have been up there waiting for training camp to start. Um, But there's so much information that flies out there now, guys, on the internet, and everybody's got an opinion. Um, Philadelphia is a passionate town. And they're going to continue to be passionate. And yeah, I mean, we heard it from our chairman the other day. He'll come back into town. He'll have to have a good career, but he's going to get a rough ride here in Philadelphia as everybody else is that refuse to play in this town. We're talking to Chris Terrian. Chris Terrian, former Flyer defenseman, now covers the Philadelphia Flyers, does a terrific job on Snow the Goalie, a Flyer podcast. You mentioned that, uh, you know, maybe the mistake of, of, of this thing getting too emotional, at least from from, you know, the Flyers' management perspective now. Certainly you spoke for the fans. They love it. But, you know, if they were able to have kept it more business-like and and not probably make it so personal, in hindsight, do you think Keith Jones and Daniel Briere would have maybe learned something out of this moving forward. Like we're big fans of those guys, right? And they're honest as the day is long. And if you've watched them in their career, they played very emotional too. But the moment that you kind of led that, that emotion into those fans in Philly, man, this thing took off. I mean, in hindsight, would you think they would have handled it a little differently? You know what, it, uh, Kipper, that's a great question and one I didn't think about. I'll tell you what, as I said to you guys, I was fired up. Like, I was jacked up. I'm like, man, are you kidding me? A guy don't want to play here? Is this the reason why? Like, I was ticked off. And then my first thought was, immediately when he said, when, when I saw the text, I said, there's no way. There's no way a guy that they just off gave $50 million to is going to poison the well. Man, we got, well, we stand by my sources. And there were sources. So what I'm saying is, is that's where all the fire came from. And I guess you're asking Kipper, like, would they have, did they regret maybe saying, uh, here's, he didn't want to play here. Like actually saying he didn't rather than just saying there's been a hockey trade and we traded our, our, you know, our young fifth overall pick to Anaheim. We just, we couldn't come to terms. We couldn't come to an agreement. We couldn't come to terms. The emotion helped them win the PR battle, right? Like they, everyone is very happy with how it went. Here's the problem though, guys, where I go back to it. If he didn't want to play here, and again, we read the internet today. Again, he got interviewed. There's a multitude of reasons. Well, there has to be, what is the reason? Because if this guy's thinking it, I hope that the next guy's not thinking it too. And yeah. and that's one of the things I think that comes in because this is a city that's really trying to rebind, really trying to get back to its roots of the team. And it's done an unbelievable job for four months. This te- team went through hell, guys, for four years, three or four years. And it's taken the efforts of Dan, Danny, and Jonesy, guys like uh, other players, former players, alumni, to come in and try to to turn the switch back to the way it was. And we've done that. But at the same time, you're not going to be able to not tell people in Philadelphia why you weren't able to sign them. It may be deeper. Did he not like the way the last management worked here? I don't know. But there's a new management in town. And so that would have been worth it. But for whatever reason, he did not want to play in Philadelphia. And there has to be more than a reason for that than an outside peak at the organization. Because the peak I'm looking at right now is outstanding. It's a team that cares. They care about their players. They care about the fans. And I'll be honest with you, if I could do it all over again, I'd never change anything. It would be Philadelphia all day long. Chris, before we get into Jamie Drysdale and the reception that he had last night and his play through your eyes, 
just the feeling before the trade on on Cutter uh, Cutter Goche and and how good did everybody think that this guy could get? Someone said, could he be the next JT Miller? I mean, what kind of buzz was about Cutter before they moved him? Yeah, you know what, uh, Kipper? Like, you know, get a long, rangy guy. Uh, I don't think overly physical for a longer body. A great shot. I mean, there was a lot of good things about his game. I watched him in the World Juniors, you know, ex- excited about him. And I think anytime the league gets a chance to put young guys like that in the game, it's great to showcase these talents that are coming in. Um, I will tell you one thing. If if you needed a guy that is a top two line, you're not sure if he's, you know, center or wing, uh, that becomes an issue in and of itself. I don't think he's a center from watching him. I just kind of looking into the future. I think he, I think he's a winger. I don't think he's a center iceman. Um, but at the same time, you know, a right defenseman um, that, that got traded here with the second round pick is, is a valuable thing to the Flyers. What I like with Drysdale last night, you know, we're going around the press box saying, yeah, who does he remind me of? And somebody on snow, the goalie last night said, uh, boy, he really reminds me of, as at the same time I said it, Paul Coffey. He oh. glides. As he glides, he gets a little faster. And it's really quite interesting to watch a guy that skates like that in, uh, in the game today. But uh, I thought he was just so smooth uh, in the way that he he uh, uh, portrayed himself on the ice last night. And with good coaching and, uh, you know, new organization, change of scenery from what he'd seen also in Anaheim, um, uh, you know, I think the sky's the limit for a young guy. Right defenseman uh, fills all, of, all all the voids that they've had. The top power play guy. I'm really excited about the young young defenseman coming here. And at the same time, I didn't like how it went down. I wish Cutter the best of luck too, and prepare for for the city of Philadelphia for most of your career. Ask Scott Rowland about that one or JD Drew. Uh, <laughs> so I'm actually I'm really excited to watch that too. That's going to be a fun story for the rest of us to track. So the Flyers right now are in the third spot in the Metro. Humming along pretty good, I think, above expectations going into the season. We had Keith Jones on, I don't know what it was, a couple weeks ago, and asked him kind of where they genuinely thought they were. You know, is this a cup contending team? I guess my question to you is, are they going to trade players at the deadline, or is this a team that can be a playoff team and be competitive? You know what? I don't see why not, right? Like, they've gotten to this point. We always used to say there was – uh, you know, that marker of the American Thanksgiving where you felt like teams are pretty comfortable. That probably backed up a little bit, guys, over the years with the amount of teams. And, and you have like, you know, you have eight teams within two points of each other. So that prob- that that math has probably changed. But at the same time, you know, the Flyers are, are getting into the thick of the, the back of the of the standings a little bit, like in terms of the playoffs. So they're going to have like that was why last night's game becomes so, so big. And little wins like that uh, on nights that you maybe think it's going to be harder than others, I think is so important. And they got that win against the Montreal team last night that took themselves a little while to get into the game. Uh, but the Flyers, uh, in fairness to them, did a really good job uh, of getting the victory in the two points. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to really probably, you know, get two out of three wins, you know, in, in, as they come down the stretch, if they're going to be a playoff team. That's just suggesting that's what they're probably going to have to do if they're going to want to stay in that eight. But it'll be a fun finish. There's no doubt about it. They've been a fun team to watch all year guys they have worked hard they've not cheated anybody out of any efforts and they've been a real pleasure to be honest we have most nights to go out compared to what we'd seen it's been it's been a lot a lot of good things here and a lot of that's been uh, quite honestly the goaltending uh good chemistry and coaching has been a major part of it and chris where, where does sean Katoria come in as a, a 200 foot guy a leader it, back issues the last few years i, I wasn't even sure if he's going to make it back at all 
Uh, he's been unbelievable, Kipper. I mean, uh, you know, for a guy that uh, had gone through a back, and like I said, I was talking about my back. I don't think it ever really healed from 2001. And, uh, you know, again, to, but to put that kind of workload on a guy to kill penalties, power play, five on five, and play really well, you know, positionally, again, good defensively, he's been it's been great, and probably another one of the huge reasons that the Flyers were able to gel as a group and play really well together is is some of those veterans back. And you know, I know, I know Atkinson right now is a guy that hasn't played well of late, but he's also a guy beginning of the year they thought was there for a lot of players and providing leadership. There's one more guy I'll ask you about is a guy that here in Toronto they could have picked and traded out of the draft slot. My boy Sammy here is always upset about Konechny not being a, a Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, tell us about his season and what he means to the the Flyers. Yeah, I mean, he's become a bona fide, you know, regular goal scorer. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's taken, um, yeah, he's he's become like a mini star in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, he's he's uh, taken a huge bite of the apple. He's a guy that's learned an awful lot in the league the last few years, how to become a better, more complete player. Uh, but he's a finisher, and he's finished uh, a lot in the last couple of years. And uh, with contract looming, I mean, he's going to he's gonna request a lot of Benjamins, and uh, he's going to do – and he's earned it. You know, he's he's earned it. It's hard to score goals uh, repeatedly in this league by individual guys. There's a handful of them that can do it, and he has proven that he's one of them right now. So uh, it'll be an interesting uh, – interesting to see how that goes. But he's been uh, he's been tremendous for this team. Chris, great stuff, man. We really appreciate your time. A little bit more uh, clarity on this whole situation, but it sounds like everything's uh, behind and and everybody's ready to move on. Dry- I sure Jamie, hope so. Jamie yeah, Drysdale and uh, and Cutter as well. So uh, yep. thanks for doing this, man. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. As always, thank you. Appreciate it, Chris Terrian. Good stuff. Um, just had a quick glance at Chris Terrian's stats while we were having that conversation. Yeah, the one that boy. stood out was 6'5", 240. Yeah, big. <laughs> That's a good stat. That That's a good stat. Bundy. That good is stat. so much Bundy. person. I just, I, I know we got to do game time soon well, no, here. We, I just want to, I just want to fall, uh, just fall a little bit on what he said about this breaking news stuff and, and all of that. And when, when, when the situation gets set up, and he said it, like when when you're left, when so Keith Jones and Daniel Briere, inexperienced, right? Going to be great hockey minds, but at this level, still a little bit inexperienced. So when they when they come out and they kind of set it up the storyline for everybody to create more questions than to Chris Terrian's point. Everybody's starting to dig. Mm-hmm. Like, even Chris couldn't help himself in the latter part of our interview to still wonder. And it's human. It's absolutely human. Why? Why didn't he like Philly? What is the laundry list of... And people want to dig. They don't want to leave it alone. Yeah. But I think they did a great job in creating this world where go if, ahead and dig. If, we want to know if, too. If, it's not our problem. If, if that's what you wanted to create and nobody will argue that it's been a rallying cry for those fans. If they've bonded because of this, mm-hmm. if they got to revisit mm-hmm. their emotional state connection on the Philadelphia the Flyers connection, yeah. excellent word, mm-hmm. And it helps them sell tickets. Sure. Then who who are we to say? Yeah. No. I just think it would go ahead, Kip. Sorry. But it also caused a little bit of a 
Frenzy from the media. Sure did. Little hoot nanny for that, right? Little hoot nanny. So he's one of those once and, in a while. And this is not breaking news. Anymore. Where you well, it's not breaking news that you see a finish line. I tell you last week, I think it's trending towards Nylander getting signed. There's going to be a finish line where I'm either right or I'm wrong. So Anthony comes out and he says, well, we think that Kevin Hayes may have led this whole thing. There's no finish line there. It'll always be out there on... We don't know if Anthony's correct or he's not correct. A lot of gray area. But you know what? We'll remain gray area. But that's where you got to be careful. Like if... If Anthony had more experience, I think, in the, in, the, in the breaking news world, like me personally, I get a text, I get a text from, from somebody that says, uh, oh, Kevin Hayes just buried them. I'd be, I, I would yeah, never touch that. Yeah. That, is not, that is not, for me, breaking news. That is a heap of trouble news mm. because no one can verify that you can't get second or third sources right. you can't there's no finish line for that one right it's just stays out there i agree with that and so i agree with the point that the way that's handled on the media side is not helping now to his point he probably here's a piece what might be a piece of the story and he put it out there i agree with you that i wouldn't do anything with that either but from the Breer and jones standpoint the worst thing they could have done to me was make something up or try to snuff it out when, you know, it, that's not their job. They didn't do this in the first place. So for them to say, you know, don't worry about it. We decided to make a decision on the player. You know, we're moving on. End of story. You know, you have a lot of people going, what are they doing? We have these new, hired these new guy boneheads who have traded Cutter Goche. Do they not watch him at the World Juniors? They're saying, look. We don't know what to do. You know, we would love to know, but we did the best we could with the information we had. And to me, but, this is all and Jonesy now. And Jonesy saying, oh, he doesn't want to be a flyer. He's not going to be a flyer. Like, it really is riling up the For locals. Sure. And you got Cutter Goche going on a podcast in Anaheim going, there's a, a lot of reasons, and I wish I could tell you, but I can't. It's like, what do you think that's going to inspire? Why can't he say? Exactly. Exactly my point. If they're getting down in the dirt, why aren't you? What do you got? If they saw an opportunity to get a very good defenseman in uh, Jamie Drysdale and a second rounder for him, and you still would have made this trade if he wanted to be a flyer, then... Which they wouldn't have. That's great. But if your emotions led you to this trade, then there's a higher percentage for me Mm -hmm. that suggests... It's not the right decision. And there, there's, no, there's no deadline here. You had his rights for another two and a half years. Mm-hmm. There's not got to do this now unless that's the deal you wanted to make all along. Well, or if in the interest of just, if you feel like it's, you know, 51% you'd have liked Gauthier, 49% you'd like Drysdale in a second. It's probably a healthier thing for your culture and the environment and whatever is to get a player in your lineup who can help today. You can start to build around, see where they fit, and just move forward. Instead of saying to this guy, you don't want to be a flyer, you stay at Boston College till you want to play for us. 
And then two years from now, we're waiting for him to be a UFA and they're making a panic that, trade. That's, that, you know. that's absolutely his right to wait to two years. But something tells me he wants to start his career Sooner. like now. Yeah. Like he's going to sign in all probability a contract at some point this year. It'll be that one where you burn a year off yeah. and then you get to renegotiate in a year. Yeah. But you think he would have said, I'd rather just play for this team I said I didn't want to play for and start my career than. I probably would have pushed him a little harder. Yeah. I just, when you, when, you, when you control his rights for two and a half years, it's a long time for him to sit at home yeah. and stew. Yeah. And you know what? It would have looked pretty good for their future negotiating had they yeah. done that. Just one right. last thing, you know, this, this whole message again from the Philadelphia Flyers that if you don't want to be here, then we don't want you here. Message. Careful what you wish for. Doesn't apply to everybody. Yeah. Or people are going to hold you to that a little yeah. bit too. And if he comes there and says, I'd, I'd like to be somewhere else. And you go, ooh. <laughs> I did right? not see that coming. Is it? Is it true? Yeah. Is it really true, or did you just say anywhere, that? Though, but anywhere, if someone says I don't want to be here, they generally get you out of town, or they try to. Right? You just got to be careful with the precedent it sets. Yeah. That's all. Couple things before we do game time. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the phone for two hours every day. I I would love to know what you know. You know. Well, you know. What I some, just love to know what you know. Sometimes. When there is little nuggets and I don't like, I can't use them. I'll just give I heard some things. And hope he looks into them so we can have a conversation <laughs> about it. Uh, Kim, he, what do you hear about Kiefer uh, Bellows? Yeah. Kiefer Bellows, yeah. can you? And all of a sudden, one sec, and he's making um, calls, and then we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and then he's like, "Hey, what's up, brother?" And he's on the phone. So, <laughs> and the second thing is, Travis Konechny. What what are they doing with him? They going to sign him long term? Big part of the plan. You want him five and a half this year. I had him the last couple of years. I know that if the right trade came along and now he's. I've, just, I've watched a lot of Flyers games this year. Shorthanded too. What's his number? He's got shorthanded. six or five or six. He's got scored one against See? on the other day in the afternoon. He's almost point per game player. Already, already has 21 goals, 40 pims. And he is a pain. Plus 15. Pain yeah. to play against. Those are good numbers, boy. Uh, I forget who I was watching. 42. Who are they playing? Oh, I think it was the Flames I was watching them play. And Huberto, somebody, like, pushed him down. And he just got up and just punched Huberto in the face. Yeah. And it wasn't even Huberto that touched well, he's him. The guy, he he did just the math, right? He's the guy who chased Matthews yeah. around when Giordano did the Superman. Yeah, yeah. And... Guilty by association. Who's that, Connecting? <laughs> Anybody in his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're around him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do enjoy a player I'm a like fan, that. I'm a big fan of Connecting. Probably should have drafted him. Over 5'10", 174, punches anyone in the face. You know who they... Uh, they drafted Travis Dermott. You know who they went to pick after him? No. Sebastian Ajo. It's game time. Oh! Presented by Bet. Sebastian Ajo, the good one? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Lots of hockey tonight. Um, uh, how could I not do this as the first pick? Leafs on Long Island. We know... The booing, I think it's a story that a lot of people are just sick of and don't really care about anymore because they're just so used to it. Even Kippy alluded to it. You alluded to it in the first block. But give me a John Tavares goal tonight against the New York Islanders, plus 145. When's the last time he scored? Has he been, has, has he's been dry a little bit. Yeah, he... Oh. I think he's on pace for uh, 25 goals, 30 goals. Something Is like it, that. Sounds I think right. he's under 30 now. Okay, I'll check it out. 
I feel like it's been a bit of a... His streaky, though. He can he go five, six, seven games pointless, and then the next thing you know, he's you're looking at that game sheet, and six you're like, he's one and two. Yeah. He scored against Anaheim. So, yeah, so, yeah, he's scored against Anaheim. He will find a way to get his... Yep. He'll end up with the point get. a game. He has been just... A point a game guy yeah. his whole career. So Twelve goals and thirty four points, but yeah, he's got uh, yeah not a lot lately. Goal and two assists this month. So I'm giving me give me a John Tavares uh, goal tonight. And I was just looking at a couple of the other games. Uh, Florida has won eight games in a row. <sighs> not that again. And we'll talk about it a little bit more in uh, in our news and notes. L A has lost six in a row. Something's got to give here. Obviously, yeah. I don't think. I don't think the L.A. Kings are as bad as their six-game losing streak, and I don't think the Florida Panthers are quite as good as their eighth-game losing streak. Uh, Kings are plus 120 in Florida. Give me the Kings to get off the schneid tonight. Like that bet. And the uh, last one I had here, um, Montreal Canadiens are minus 160 against the San Jose Sharks. I don't think the Montreal Canadiens team that I watched last night against the Philadelphia Flyers should be favored by that much against they, anyone. They, they had a tough look last they looked, night. They were bad. And yeah. it's the second half of back-to-back. San Jose Sharks have lost a million games in a row. They're eventually going to win. Give me the San Jose Sharks as a plus 135 underdog. I also like that if you want to tweak that. just t- I think you can take them plus a goal and a half and still get minus 180 or 190 or something. To me, anytime you can get a goal and a half for yeah. free and still you know, come out okay, throw that in a parlay, I, I like that one too. Okay. Uh, that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. As Sammy alluded to, Panthers and Oilers going after their ninth straight win. We'll get into that. Plus, we had Brian Burke on earlier this week, and he said that uh, the teams would be like separating their shoulders to, to take another expansion. Yeah. Salary billion dollars to the owners. A billion dollars. I want to tell you why I don't think that's a good idea after yeah, the break. Sammy's eligible to play at that point. <laughs> we're down, we're getting thin. <laughs> don't go away, real Kipper and Bourne. Back after these words. Teeing up the biggest games of the night. It's the fan pregame with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Weekdays at 6 p.m. on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 590 the fan, and wherever you get your podcast. Kip Reels, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, bring it at home on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Okay, uh, before we get into maybe the little Oilers talk and the Panthers, uh, we just mentioned a little bit about expansion, and Brian Burke talked about a million dollar, a billion dollars now. But you know, just watching again the San Jose Sharks and their struggles right now, mm. and you know, not. Listen, I'm not bailing on the Montreal Canadiens. I get that there's a plan there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take some time. But watching them last night and the lack of depth on that hockey club right now mm-hmm. is a little tough to watch. Dude, Marty St. Louis should be a Jack Adams nominee at 17-17. Yeah, they, they are, when they, four or five points back of a playoff spot? <laughs> yeah. They should not be. Right. But if you want to add... Another two teams in expansion. Where are these players going to come from? I played in the wrong time. I was that close. That could have been me. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, <laughs> it is watered I, down what about the, what about the beyond belief kid? right well, now. Once you get to this time of the year where people are hurt and you're calling up, you know, the second line AHL guys and stuff. Yeah, there's some lean nights. But what what's the paycheck for the owners if two new teams comes in? Yeah. That's why they want but it's it. A well, that's what, that's what go, Brian Burke told yeah, us. Yeah. It's a one-off, but then the product's worse. You know, I understand I don't, you, you make that money care? up front. No, no they, they like don't. the one-off. They, yeah, they'll take the one-off, yeah. and yeah, okay, so we don't make as much down the road. I'll invest this, and off we go. But I get new jobs. I get it, but like... Like, Burke, if, Burke he was like, hey, If they're not really good at their jobs at the level that people have been accustomed to, yeah. is it still worth just creating a job? Right. You know, Berkey was talking about how the PWHL, he's like, because we have six teams, we have three or four stars on every team. Yeah. And but I'm sure, like, and I haven't followed long enough, but that's what I've been like, where, where's, where's the drop from, like, player 12 to player 18? No idea. I have no idea either. No idea. Yeah, but in the NHL, I would say the gap is getting bigger, right, where you have the elites, and then by the time you get to the well, bottom, you're like, oh. Think about it, though. Think about it. The elites are at 12 or 14 million, and then... There's a guy making seven hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. So the salaries will tell you where the gap is. Yeah. Alone. I, I've always dreamt, and this is something I've talked about with my buds a lot. Just can you imagine if they just went down to like twenty teams, what the league would look like? Yeah. It'd like be just, a different sport. It would be or just not even twenty, but like you got rid of five teams. Yeah. It'll never happen because they they want more oh, teams. But, players union. Yeah, of course it would never happen. But like and, yeah. it does feel like, a lot of nights, you're watching two of the exact same team play against each other. Like, I think here in Toronto, we're pretty spoiled to have the high-end talent that plays on the roster. It's very true. And, and we break it down. it. Well, for sure. Yeah. But, like, there's warts with them and there's demons with them, clearly. But, like, you watch, you know, I watch the Minnesota Wild play somebody or you watch the Flyers play somebody. I watch the Flyers and Habs. It's like, what's the difference between these two teams? Like, who are, like, what's the thing here? Guys, what have the Minnesota Wild finished by place in the NHL for the last two decades? 16th, 17th, 18th, yes. 16th, 17th, 14th, you know. Kaprizov's the only interesting thing they've had in a long time. I just find it like the lack. You know, I don't want to get too dark here but about our favorite sport, but the the death of the physicality, the less fighting, more teams, more watered down, no goalies all 25 of the exact same team need some money going into this thing. We need to, we need the cap to go up. We need yeah. like, you need an influx of something. It's actually very funny. Uh, Seattle. I saw a quote from, I think it was Jared McCann who said something like, we're tough to game plan for in Seattle because we have four second lines. I was like, <laughs> good? You know, like come to come great. to Climate Pledge Arena, and pay fifteen hundred dollars for yeah. two lower bowl Parkins tickets. Ninety three dollars. <laughs> two. We have, we have no four. Second. <laughs> have, Are you guys impressed? I came up with Climate Pledge Arena at the time. Is yeah, that right? Is that right? Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah. They have. Don't tell them if it's like, not. No superstars. No. And there's a lot of teams that don't. Who's the, who's, there's a guy, Bjorkstrand, is that their most, Beniers has not been it. Like, we did our superstar rankings, however long ago that was, and it's like. Which makes it, so Connor Bedard's out of the all-star game, who are they sending? Dickinson? <laughs> oh my God. Mrazic's having a good year. Don't say no, that. I, no, I'm serious. I the think it's him. The fact that the NHL makes it someone from every team go is infuriating to me. But Like one of 
Morgan Riley or Marner or whoever is not going to go because they have to fit in Boone Jenner. Can we do a Boone Jenner? Can, sorry. Can we do a superstar test here quickly, impromptu? Yeah, let's have it. Bruins, do they have superstars? Yeah, Marshan yeah. Prasternak. Panthers have Kachuk. Is he yeah. a superstar? Yeah. Leafs have three, oh, three, four, five, whatever. Tampa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons. Who? Cooch, Stamkos, Hedman. Detroit? No. Larkin's not it. Montreal? Buffalo? Uh, you know what they're... Ah, Buffalo! Tage? Tage in? Tage is it. Tage is a star. Superstar. So we're talking... Where's your cut line? One good year? Two good years? Three good years? Star, not superstar, then. Okay. Rangers have a few. Mm-hmm. Carolina? No. Yeah. No. They don't. No. He's right. Yeah. Philadelphia doesn't have one. The Islanders Sveshnikov, you wouldn't say, is a top... No, he's not a superstar. Well, I don't know what... You, do you need, do are you, need, you building your league around Andre Sveshnikov? dynamic pizzazz? Yes. I need, I need marketability. Like, a superstar is a very clear thing. I'm just saying. Yes. Okay. Go through these teams. And okay, like then we're debating the Stanley Cup champions don't have a superstar then you, because they, they, they just had an outdoor game. They couldn't get... They had the worst ratings. Nobody's... Yeah, no, Jack Eichel's in the... Is he a superstar, though? Go through the NBA. And is he marketable? Mm. <laughs> go through the NBA. Go through the NFL. Yeah. These teams are their two most popular sports, and it's like every team has like a guy you can have a commercial about i just think i don't know i don't want to get too down in the nhl because i love watching it every night but i just feel like the league needs some work boys can you imagine no two more leagues is a nightmare can you imagine if this league right now was 22 or 24 I, teams yeah, so yeah. is so, that what yeah. you just said yeah, oh so sorry uh, i wasn't paying attention it's fine. Yeah. but also like <laughs> it's really hard as a fan <laughs> i do pay attention to you by the <laughs> way i, I do care. not all the time but i do kipper hey it's okay buddy it's really hard as a fan to follow a league with a million teams. Too many teams. Like, this is my job, so I can tell you about every team. But like, if you're an average fan, I can't be up on what's going on in you know Anaheim and Columbus and Dallas and Nashville and you know it's, it's a, too uh, many teams. But, 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 oh, sorry. Re- regionally, it does well. Like they care in care, well, uh, Columbus. And it's they do a niche it's, sport it's, it's, in that way. It's regional. Regional sport. Do they tribal? They, they do care in Carolina. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the bunch yeah, of they jerks. Do. do they still do that? They still do the thing at the end of the game. I haven't seen it on they Twitter. They know, all. but we don't have to. Um, they know. If they're bringing in more teams, they got to go to the uh, European soccer model relegation, baby. Sharks. The Sharks. Sh- yeah, Sh- Sharks Sh- might Sh- get yeah. an expansion team and fold their other teams. Send them to the ECHL. Or they play the Shreveport Mudbugs. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Shreveport Mud Mudbugs. I, oh, okay. I think that's the UH. I don't know. Anyway, so we, we we talked about uh, what felt like a fifteen-minute review in Chicago on a disallowed goal by Zach Hyman mm-hmm. on a offside that really cost me money. <laughs> cost JB money, but in reality, it was. Four and a half minutes on the delay. And I was told that it took the league four minutes Connecting to, Wi-Fi? to get the proper angle. What does that mean? It yeah, me- yesterday I talked I'll about tell you what it means. The process. What do you mean finding yeah. the angle? It means you're at the mercy of the, 
the a guy like me, TV. Who's like the video guy, yeah, like, some kid maybe I don't know who's the spinning wheel of death guy. Who's, who's, yeah, <laughs> getting <We're> the buffering, <laughs> loading, loading, getting the pinwheel. <laughs> okay, yeah. but it's it's not the system that I'm sure they probably would love because that may cost the league tens of millions of dollars to do this thing properly in every building, and they're still at the mercy of of the local television and what feeds they have and how quickly they can get them. What's so, up with Bally's? Is sport, are they getting regional money still? Does that still exist? Started three think they cut, I think they cut some deals. Did they? Yeah, they restructured. 48 cents on the dollar? Probably. Yeah. It, I, I don't think it's that high. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I think a lot of it has been cleaned up temporarily. Okay. But they, they're not dumb people in the NHL office. They no. don't want to purposely have everybody just sit around for four minutes while, I don't know, they eat a Tim Hortons donut. Watching TikTok. Oh, they're still waiting. But yeah. Let me finish this episode of The Bear. <laughs> usually on the delays, it's, it's it, probably more than not, it's a technical thing as much as it well, is yeah. cracking down on a, a final decision. Well, Anyways. Tazen take some new teams and spend some of that new expansion money on better angles. I don't know. Well, so there is some, to our point about the lack of really good teams, the really good teams are just winning a bunch of games in a row right now. It's actually bizarre given how much parity this year, how a few teams are just on unbelievable tears. Panthers have won eight in a row. Leafs have won four in a row. Um, The Jets have won seven in a row. The Oilers have won eight in a row. Kraken have won, won seven, seven in a row. Vancouver's going for the second line. Just it's Oilers are just four back of LA. That is, and I don't know what. Like, what that was the biggest insane. gap? It had to have been close to twenty. Oh God, yeah, wasn't it? Oh yeah, there's there's a two months ago. I can figure this out. You can move. It was it was ugly date. early. It certainly was. I don't know. Let's go back a month. What's today? Did you pick? So you weren't one of the. 100 that picked the Oilers to win the cup this year? Were no, you? I was Different. not. Born, I was not, but Definitely there's not. everybody. I, I probably was one of the guys that said, I think their season's over. Oh, I definitely said like that I, multiple times. Yeah, that was just dumb. <laughs> Connor. Borny held strong with that. I did. But then he kind of gambled away his money when he's like, Ottawa's going to figure it out. What's that? Yeah, I did think that Ottawa was going to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, like, kind of in mid-November, the Oilers were almost 20 points behind L.A. Wow. You know, and that's just 18 games into the year. So they've won eight in a row now. And then what was their winning streak before? Did they win 10 in a row before? Yeah, it was another massive tear. They've had yeah. two massive winning streaks. They've got Detroit tonight and Saturday in Montreal. They're in Detroit tonight and Saturday in Montreal at so could keep should going. be another three or four points there. Yeah, could could be a uh, another tear. It is going to be fascinating to see how high up the standings they hey, can get. Wanted to mention, Patty Kane's been pretty good since he came back. Mm. Have you seen his numbers? No, fourteen points in sixteen games since he's come back. Six goals, eight assists. Who needs a scoring winger, power play guy? He's not going anywhere. No. Do you really pick Detroit just so you can get traded at the deadline? Well, you pick Detroit thinking they're going to make the playoffs, maybe. Uh, I got to think that it was a bigger picture than, hey, come for a 30-game tryout. If we make the playoffs, you get to stay, and if you don't, we'll move you somewhere else. I do not 
think Paquin likes to get bounced around. Hey, how about with that San Jose team, like Hurdle, and I know Couture's been hurt, but, like, could big names like that leave San Jose? I mean, God, did can they afford to lose anyone else? The Sharks are burned into our brain. You 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 gotta keep to the floor. You gotta bring back yeah. their salary. No, you're right. And at the same time, it's like, what, are you going to make it worse? Can't make it worse. You can't. You, they have, they're as bad as you're allowed to be. My rule. Anyway. And the Panthers, right, Sammy? The I, okay. Are they the team in the East to beat right now? Absolutely. And the Leafs, well, I guess Bruins are going to come down to earth a little bit. So maybe they at least will have to deal with the Bruins in the first round as opposed to the Panthers. But the Leafs got to do whatever they possibly can to not play the Florida Panthers in the first round of the playoffs. The and team's legit. It's start beating bad teams like yeah. they have over the past three games where you can accumulate some points because I guess they're only two points back of the Bruins now, so maybe they will pass them. But that's the number one team in the league. Like I think the Leafs could legitimately beat almost any team in a playoff series except the one they might play in the first round. <laughs> Give me the cats. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Nightmare. And I haven't – I, I can't figure out the Tampa Bay Lightning oh. at all. Missing the playoffs? Eh. So maybe think no, more about what do they do with Stamkos if they think they're going to miss the playoffs. Would that be a deadline? No. They wouldn't, would they? Bring them home. What's that? They wouldn't trade them, would they? Well, they wouldn't trade them if they're going to resign them. Yeah. And if they're not going to resign them, funny to see if Kim would will trade them. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Our thanks to Chris Terrian in this last hour. Gord Stellick, the hour before that. 13 games on tap. Ooh, buddy. You're all going to be real busy with the remote. Have fun. And we're back tomorrow on Off the Rails Friday with Doug McClain.